Hey mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. This is your one-stop, go-to place for getting you from feeling drained, exhausted, and unfulfilled in motherhood to feeling more energized, organized, and accomplished. That's the vision I continue to navigate towards, and that's the vision we are sharing with you, focusing on holistic alternatives and restructuring your mind, body, and soul from the inside out. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Bilger, a wife, mom of two, mechanical engineer, VBAC mom, and doula, serving mamas through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. If you're here for this, if you're as pumped up as I am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you, then let's go. Let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood. You are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hey mamas, how are you? We just got back from another road trip to Pennsylvania and it was my brother-in-law's wedding. So shout out to Jim and Mel. Uh, my son and daughter were actually in the wedding as well. And my husband, my husband was the best man and Rosie and Isaac were the flower girl and ring bearer. So it was a lot and uh, exciting and so much going on and it was beautiful and wonderful and it was great to see and celebrate and be there. But this episode with Jaleesa Edwards feels so aligned right now because this is so much of what I love being aware of and really dig into and just knowing that our children give us this opportunity for a mirror process. And, you know, maybe sometimes uh, we're setting off triggers in motherhood and a lot is going on. This is something that we get into in the episode as well and really kind of break down. But with a wedding, you know, there were so many different generations operating at once. And you're still all very present though at the same time. And the day means something entirely different to each of the people that are there, but it's all still existing as one moment. So it's really awesome to reflect back and try to learn from all of it and really pull things from these moments and these situations and sometimes things that can be triggering and beautiful and lovely and you know there's so much love and there's there's so many emotions and it's just really awesome to witness and observe everything that's going on. So I hope this episode is insightful and gives you another perspective on motherhood and life and how you can really grow and become the mom that you wish to be by taking this information and utilizing it in a way that best fits you. So with that, here is this week's episode. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I am so excited to have you here today and get this conversation started. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself for the listeners? Thank you, Sarah. Of course. So first and foremost, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Julissa Edwards. A uh, little bit about myself. So I am a mama of two. We just got over the two over two humps. So I feel like I've just graduated that stage, which is wonderful. Still crazy and chaotic and beautiful, but we're over the hump. <laughs> 
And um, I have a business and a coaching program that really helps uh, mothers, whether um, particularly under the age uh, with kiddos seven and under, have a smooth transition into motherhood. And I help mamas feel empowered and see the opportunity of grand healing throughout their motherhood journey. Very much a mirror process for us. And I love getting into the nitty gritty of things. My background is in clinical psychology. I have my master's in mental health counseling, and I'm also a mindset coach. So I utilize those two backgrounds to really help support um, and foster um, a great space for mamas. That's awesome. So were you doing this work before you became a mom? I love that question. So before I became a mother, I was doing traditional psychotherapy. Um, My business has many legs. One of the legs is for motherhood. Um, And prior to being a mom, I... I feel like the universe put a lot of mothers in my path in my old place of work. So I was working for a private practice. Um, A lot of moms were in the neighborhood. I mean, moms are everywhere. So a lot of mom, I was seeing a lot of mothers in my, in their private practice who I was working for. And I would just be in awe of all the wonderful things these mamas were doing. And then also I would have so much compassion for them because they were going through so much emotionally, um, a story that many of us either don't hear about enough where either it's trying to conceive or being pregnant or postpartum. And as a therapist, just in general, I've always felt very um, honored to hold that intimacy of conversation with any human being. Um, And then when I was meeting with so many mothers organically, I was like, holy crap, like these women are beautiful, amazing beings. And they oftentimes can't see it. They're Mm -hmm. always selling themselves short. They don't see how much of an impact they have on their family's lives. And so I, I had so much passion already before I became a mother. Then I became a mama. My business was growing. I was doing many, many things. And, um, I'm very spiritual and within my spiritual practices, the universe was like, you need to open up a coaching program for mamas. And I was like, you're nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I just became a mama. I'm not doing that. And you know, lo and behold, here we are a couple rounds later into the, what I call the conscious motherhood circle. And it's been such a passion filled project that I, that I get to also experience with mamas that are on the same journey that I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's crazy. And it's so good and so needed. And, you know, it's, it's great that you were able to really like hear that calling. And even though saying like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I can't do that and go for it and go and do that because it is, it's such deep rooted work and it's so needed because I never went to therapy until I became a mom. And it was something that I was like, okay, I should be doing this. Like I need to do this. And I think it really pushed me to do it with having children. Like I wanted to figure out what was going on and how I could really be working on my mindset and working on understanding myself and knowing myself better and getting the help that I needed so that I could be there for them. And I think before when you're just yourself, (laughs) um, I think that like, motivation isn't enough. Sometimes you're just kind of maybe powering through something or saying it's not that bad or like, oh, this is, you know, how everybody's doing it. And I think when we have children, it kind of gives us this like weird push of like, I need to be doing more or, you know, I need to be doing these things because I want them to be able to see 
how to do this. And so I think, you know, it's awesome that you were able to find the passion for it before becoming a mom and working with women and seeing this occur. Did it help you when entering motherhood for the first time to be able to hear these stories and process this information with women before going through it yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. I most definitely, I I would say that my work as a therapist alone uh, and being in the field of psychology, I I feel like I have a wonderful like upper hand, you know, when it comes to these things. Now I'm not perfect. I'm human. Um, But I most definitely have the knowledge and also the insight from hearing other people's stories. I think that storytelling is one of the most profound ways that we can learn and grow and heal with one another. So me being on the therapist side of hearing everyone's amazing stories of their own experiences, most definitely. I kind of knew what I was going into. Of course, you can never be fully prepared for motherhood, Um, but I I knew that it was going to be a spiritual awakening, which it most definitely was. (laughs) Um, And it still is. Like there are times where I'm in the thick of it and, you know, it's rough. And what we need most is community and support and just healing and quiet time and downtime to recollect and assess and just be with ourselves and learn who we are navigating this new identity that's constantly changing. It's exhausting and beautiful and chaotic and all the things that are wrapped up in a bow, which is motherhood. What does healing mean to you? Yeah. So you were talking about how, you know, when you became a mom, you went into therapy, which I so commend and applaud you for. It's only for the betterment of ourselves and of course our children and our families. What does healing mean to me? I think it's taking time to sit with ourselves and have conversations with our soul and Mm -hmm. understand why we are the way we are, what's made us this way, what has potentially been passed down to us. And how do we react to things and what have been the patterns in our life? I think healing really just, it's a huge mirror opportunity. And um, when we can learn to look in the mirror and not have so much judgment and just have a nurturing or passive almost observation and like, oh, I see why this happened. Okay, I can understand that now. Okay, I can have compassion for my younger self. I know why she did those things now. I, I feel for her. I honor her. And when we can have, it's like you're building rapport and a loving uh, relationship with self. And when you can do that, you you grow exponentially. And as a mother, whether you're doing it or not, you're kind of being forced into inner work. Our mm-hmm. children are perfect mirrors of us. Well, a lot of things can come up in motherhood that may trigger us or might show us like what our pattern behaviors are. And the more that you know yourself, the more that you can be grounded within yourself and have confidence within yourself to overcome any obstacle or adversity, which life has plenty of those. And motherhood just kind of tends to exasperate those sometimes. Yeah. Can you talk about triggers for a second? It's a word, you know, I know, I think, you know, some people know, but if um, somebody's not aware of that terminology, can you kind of go into, you know, like what is a trigger and like what we can kind of do to become more aware of them? Absolutely. So I would say a trigger is anything that we have a reaction to that almost feels, I I would say controllable. There's a scale, there's a spectrum that's not controllable or that is almost reactive. 
right? And maybe we react in a way sometimes that is not in our best interest or doesn't make us feel the most pleasant or others in that matter. Um, and so what I mean by a spectrum is Trauma sits with everybody differently, and that is also a spectrum. So trauma can be defined in many ways. I think one of the most simplest ways is anything that happens too soon or too fast in a short amount of time. So a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, a lot of experiences that maybe didn't sit well with us in a short span of time. That everyone's reaction to things are different. So we definitely, in like pop psychology, we definitely throw around the word trauma and triggers, but at the end of the day, it's it's all depending on the person. If something happened to you and you have had a hard time recovering from it, whether you're awakened to it or not, that is considered trauma. So if we had an event that happened in our childhood or, or early adulthood or whenever that the case, and something of similarity comes forward, that can trigger us to have an emotional response of that past time, right? And sometimes it can be super clear and like, okay, I was in a car accident. So anytime I get in a car, I get triggered or I get nervous, right? Um, that could, that's an example, but sometimes something as, let me bring it back to motherhood, you know, if we're having a hard time feeling like we're worthy or feeling like we're enough and motherhood calls and children are crying and screaming and doing all the things and you're just having a rough day in motherhood. And again, that, that notion and that sense of I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough for my kids, providing enough. I'm not worthy. That feeling didn't come from motherhood. You've been struggling with that feeling and emotion for a long time over many occurrences of your life. And when we do the inner work, we'll find out that it usually stems from childhood an experience that we had, conditions that we were placed in, whatever may have you. And when we can connect the dots, then it's like, okay, this hard moment in motherhood is rattling my self-worth, but that began a long time ago. And that's an, also an example of a trigger that's not so easily understandable or traceable if you're not doing the inner work. What are some, maybe we are listening to this or we know somebody who is experiencing, you know, just a rough time in motherhood and it is just overwhelming and exhausting and they're doubting themselves and they're just, you know, feeling completely lost in it. Obviously, I feel like when you're at that point, there's just so much going on that it's hard to just be like, oh, we'll take a breath or like it will pass or, oh, this is just a season. Like it's so hard to hear those words or like, I'm so sorry. Or like you got that. Like, it's like, we're trying to be helpful, but I think in our culture, we'll, we've kind of, I guess, lost that way of being able to have the words to say or know what words to say or maybe we just repeat what somebody said when we were feeling those emotions but we know that that was not helpful so yeah. what can you say would be a good maybe phrase when you are hearing a mom express these emotions and you want to be able to be there for her, but you honestly just don't even know where to start. You don't know what words to say. And you want to make sure that you're being the best friend possible. And um, you're really able to, you know, maybe not just, oh, you need to go get help or you should go see a therapist. <laughs> like, what mm. can we kind of be doing to help with the conversation and to allow them to feel seen and heard and secure mm. without, you know, 
saying, oh yeah, I, I had that happen. It's no big deal. Like move on or like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, absolutely. What, absolutely. what's a great way that we can go about helping in these scenarios? Yeah. So I think the, the easiest answer is just to provide a, a we're, we're going to hold space for that mama. And the way that we do that for each particular mom is going to be by simply asking them what they need. Right. I think, um, so if we take a two step backwards, when any individual wants to help, whether they're sharing advice or sharing a story from their motherhood experience, like it's in the best interest of our hearts. We're trying to help, but a lot of times our ego kind of gets mixed up in there. And it's like, what's, why are we really saying this thing? Right. And, um, a lot of time on the receiving end, a mama, we don't know what she needs at that particular time. So the best case is just to ask her, give her some options. Hey, I would love to support you at this time, um, but maybe I'm unsure of what's the best way to do that. Are you looking to just vent and have me listen and support you in that manner? Would you like me to give you insight and direction as to what you're saying through my own motherhood experiences and what's helped me during this phase in my life? Um, or are you looking for extra support and do you want me to help you and getting uh, maybe clinical support or um, a community of some sort? What, how can I best help you? And let the mother decide. And for many mamas, they may they may step back and be like, huh, like I don't, I don't really know what it is that I need right now. And that's wonderful. That means that we're allowing her the space to just chill, sit back and think, what is going to help me at this time? Yeah. Many times we, we don't know, right? And I think that when I say hold space, like that's what that is. Like there's no judgment here. It's a, it's a loving bubble container of energy between the both of us. And I'm going to do whatever it is that's going to best support you at this time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think, you know, exactly like you said, like, I think when I was going through like one of my worst times, like I, I always think back to maybe like six months postpartum with my daughter and I was back at work full time. She was in daycare. I was just rolling with it. And I don't think I ever stopped to process her birth and to really understand what had happened. And I was just bawling like on the floor in our bedroom like I don't even know who I am or what I'm doing or what I'm supposed to be doing and it was just so heavy and so many emotions and so much like I just I was nursing and pumping and doing all the things and she wasn't sleeping some nights and it's just you have to sometimes just stop and pause and as hard as that might be sometimes because it's so go 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 it really is just stopping and having somebody say, like, I remember my husband just saying like, well, what do you need? Like, what can I do? Yeah. And I just was like, something like, I have no idea, but it did cause me to say like, what do I need? I mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's like, we're, we're, dealing with our children and finding out what they need. And, you know, when they cry, you know, is it a wet diaper? Are they hungry? No. Are they uncomfortable? Is it gas? You know, like we're evaluating them and trying to see what's wrong with them. Yep. But we forget that we also need to figure out what we need and what we need to be navigating and how yeah. we can get help. So, yeah, I think it's just... It's such a self-discovery 
journey. And like you said, the inner work, do you feel motherhood is just a great opportunity to be going through that? Or do you feel like it's a necessary time to be self-reflecting and processing different parts of our life? I think both. Uh, I do want to share a thought, though. I, I, as you were talking prior, you know, I think you're so right when you say that we're we're so focused on um, our baby's needs and their whatever they're going through. We're trying to figure it out and be supportive for them, and we oftentimes can forget about the mamas. Um, I think like the work that you do as a doula is so supportive. I had a beautiful experience with my doula. Like I would not. I had two pregnancies or births with her. One um, at home and one in the hospital and two very different environments. And she was such a force and a support system for me and my husband throughout the, throughout our birth experience and postpartum. Um, and so I, I say all that, so thank you because doulas do such, such great work. And um, that is also my intention. You know, I always say when I'm coaching moms, sometimes they come into the container thinking like, are you gonna help me, you know, parent better or figure things out? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm here to support the mother. I'm not here to tell you how to raise your children. I'm I'm here for the mom to have her necessary downtime so that she can reflect and have uh, internal insights as to what she needs mm-hmm. at this time and how she can get there. You know, and I think that's a very, I feel like um, the baby industry is so inundated with like articles and this and that and left and right. And it's like, yeah, thank you for anyone, like putting it all together, like trying to make our lives easier, all the things, right? And I also feel that if mamas just got a little bit more attention and not so much on babies, mamas and babies would thrive exponentially, Yeah. right? So I just wanted to add that two cents in when you were talking, I was like, yeah, like it's it's so needed. Um. So to your question, you know, do I think that the inner work is necessary because we are moms versus is it just a good time to do it? I think both. I think that it is necessary to do it for anyone, whether you're a mother or not, it will help anyone in their life trajectory. And I think that when you become a mom, like your experience, you have that external pressure applied of like, this is more important now because I am a mother. I am fully in these little ones' lives, molding, shaping them, responding to them, Um Something that I always teach mamas is that, you know, from the ages of zero to seven, all the way up until 12, but really, really strong until at the age of seven, um, we're in primarily theta uh, state, a theta wave state, meaning that we're very much um, in our subconscious mind and everything is kind of penetrating inward, um, like a subcon, uh, like a hypnosis kind of setting. And so um, everything that we're listening to, observing, like literally like seeps into our subconscious brain. And I describe our subconscious mind like the eye that never sleeps. It's always listening. It's always awake, always observing, always taking things in. Even when our conscious mind is focused on something else or sleeping or whatever may have you, the the unconscious eye is always open. And it's really, really um, imperative and strong within those first seven years. And I say that not to put any extra worries out on the mother's plate, but just to be observant that as as important as it is in all the things that you're thinking about now, maybe hearing that about like, oh my God, my children, you know, like what what, what happened in those first seven years or what is happening? But I, I more importantly want you to think about like what happened within your first seven years of life, because that dictates everything. 
our perception, the way that we think of things, how we respond to things, you know? And so that's why, you know, why motherhood is a grand opportunity to do this. It would be good for anyone to do this, but it's even more critical because now we have a direct impact on our offspring's uh, upbringing and lives moving forward. Yeah, I think it's really cool to be in the role of a mom versus, like you said, like thinking back, you know, on what you did as a kid. And I think for me personally, before I was a mom, I didn't really make that flip and make that switch and see like, oh, like how is it for the child or how was it for me? I feel Mm -hmm. like I kind of just oh yeah, like that was something that happened as a kid or, um, oh yeah, like that's like, we were told this or that and things like that. And I think it hits a lot harder, even with like little scenarios, just thinking back to, you know, like, oh, like when we went out to a playground, you know, here I was perceiving it as a child and just sort of running around having fun, things like that. And then now perceiving it as a mom, I'm like, oh my goodness, like they're running around like over here, over there. Like I am terrified when they're up really high or they're about to go down a huge slide. And I am very much trying to let them, you know, experience it for themselves and just be there as a safety net. But when mm-hmm. they are like flinging themselves head first down a slide or wanting to climb up terrifying. on something really t- it's so <laughs> terrifying. terrifying, but they don't perceive it like that. Like you're finally able to not only remember what it was like when you were a child, but you're now perceiving it from a third person view at the same time. So yeah. it's, it's wild and crazy, but like you are able to say like, okay, like what was I feeling when I was that age? And then like, how can I change it so that they, you know, have the potential to feel different or more empowered or, you know, have more freedom or really, you you know, grow for themselves or, you know, make choices. Like we do the whole, like, would you like this um, shirt or this shirt, you know, like giving them the options because it was very much right. It was Mm -hmm. very much just like, okay, here's your outfit today. Or like, let's go. Like I wore uniforms up until Mm -hmm. second grade. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So talk about like not having a choice. I think it was like, do you want to wear like a yellow or a green button down, like underneath (laughs) your dress (laughs) (laughs) now seeing my children be able to experience these things and really taking a deeper look on, you know, how we're operating and what they're going through. And it is healing for me to know that, you know, I'm able to give them that voice. And it's almost like giving myself that voice at that age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. I think that's one of the many ways that it reflects mirroring in our journey of motherhood, Um, giving our children different experiences than what we had. And um, learning to, again, be observant of what that feels like for you. Some mothers may feel like, you know, thank God that I'm doing it this way and that I'm giving a life to my children that I never had versus um, maybe some mamas are um, angry or resentful for the childhood that they did not receive. And well, I'll say it again. It's, it's simply how good are you at holding space and observing yourself in that moment in time? 
what's coming up for me at this time as I navigate through my child's upbringing and noticing the differences between our childhood and am I comparing? Do I feel bad about this? Am I empowered by this? You know, am I thankful for the way that my parents raised me? Like all those things are going to come up in question because we're impacting their lives from, you know, birth until however old they are right now. And every stage will whether it's immediate or not, give some insight into your own childhood. Yeah. So can you kind of explain like what you uniquely work with and do and how was that like created and how did you really come up with this? Yeah. So the conscious motherhood circle, you know, I shared in the beginning that it was most definitely spiritually led. Um, to be super frank, I don't consider, I didn't consider myself a very spiritual person until I was pregnant. Oh man, the pandemic kind of started off for me, (laughs) but I will say, you know, I got pregnant in 2020. So I will say that like, you know, being pregnant and all the things it's kind of accelerated that for me greatly. Um, I grew up Christian and I, we went, I went to Catholic school my, almost my whole life. I never felt that close to God. I will say I respected God. I was taught about him and all the things and, um, I just never felt that I was like one with with God. And so um, in 2020, a lot of things shifted for me. I began my business. I started to do a lot of inner work, even more so than what I was doing. And I was relying more on spirituality and faith to get me through hardships more, more than ever before. Um, and then I got pregnant and all these really magical things started to happen to me. Um, good and bad, I guess you could categorize them as. I went through prenatal depression with my firstborn son and um, it was bad. It was rough. It was really, really rough. For me in my journey, it was a mirror reflection of the different stages of my life. So my first trimester was extremely um, emotional and exhausting for that reason. Not only on the physiological sense of just growing a baby in that first trimester, which your mamas are usually so exhausted in the first trimester, alongside me dealing with this depression. But I would say if you're looking at it from a clinical eye, it was depression. But for me, it was another grand spiritual awakening because my emotions and feelings were literally reflecting all the different chapters of my life and kind of allowing me to see it again in a way that I didn't see it before. And I had done therapy and inner work and all the things, but being pregnant kind of gave me, it it, it shocked me. I was like, I thought I was over this. I I thought I had worked on this, you know, and here it is coming up again in a different, a completely different light. And so um, CMO in short for the conscious motherhood circle, you know, that came about because I was going through it. (laughs) I was was going through it. I was journaling a lot. I was meditating. I was praying. And I knew that mothers would need support specifically in the preconception phase, pregnancy, and postpartum. Um, And I've excited to be, you know, all the way up until the age of seven. I have some mamas in my program that are over that. I have mamas with like a 21-year-old, you know, but that's who I focus on. Because this beginning shift, it's so much transition of identity from the moment, from from the moment you're thinking about conceiving, if you're planning one, if you're thinking about becoming a mama, all these fears and questions come into mind. So I've had the beautiful opportunity to work with uh, mothers who weren't mothers yet, and they actually conceived in my program. Um, It just happened that way, right? And so beautiful. And then I've had mamas in their pregnancies in the program, 
And I'm helping them deal with the different transitions and identity shifts that is motherhood, which happens time and time again, these, this notion of deaths and rebirths in every stage of motherhood is happening and um, repealing, repealing so many layers. And in that raw process of peeling, you need to be supported. We need to be held and comforted. And so with my background of clinical psychology and mindset work, I'm doing all that inner work with them. And I'm also providing them with a community of mamas that are going through it as well. And that can uh, lend a helping hand or support when needed. Um, and one last piece that's, I think that makes the program really magical is the spiritual component of it. So I'm not religion focused in any way, shape or form. Anything that you believe in is fine by me. When I mean spiritual, I, I mean the connection with mama to self and really being in alignment with the universe's magic of what happens when we can really talk to our soul's calling and wants and needs at this time. Um, things will align for you. You know, we talk a little bit about manifestation, universal laws, how that all comes into play and how mothers, um, especially when we're pregnant, are so magnetic. Um, so I teach about all those kinds of things, but mostly it's a supportive container for mamas to help empower them and move through all transitions of this very new um, and profound new chapter of their lives. Amazing. <laughs> I Yeah, I think, you know, the work that you're doing, again, is so needed. It's so great to have a resource like you to be able to tap into when we are looking for that deeper work. And it is something I think, one, we have to be aware of, and we have to be searching for and wanting and looking for. But when we want to find it, and we do find it, I think it's such a sweet moment of being like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And again, like talking about the spiritualness and the universe and everything. I think it's just like, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yes, like that is exactly what I've been searching for, looking for, wanting. So how can we find you, get in contact with you, reach yes. you and be a part of this? Because I think so many people are going to hear this and want to absolutely um, be in that container with other women that are going through this. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. So um, you will find me most at, on my Instagram at julisa.edwards underscore counseling. All my links are there. You can also use that same domain for my website and you can look into the Conscious Motherhood Circle program there. Um, but I'm super friendly and pretty active on IG. So I would say just hit me up, DM me if you have questions and or um, you can just apply. We are literally beginning at the end of this month. So if you're hearing it at the perfect time and it's like, this is for me, I highly implore you to lean into that nudge and just apply or reach out and see if you're fit to be in this in this program. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your story, sharing what you're doing and really just being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. 
I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas.